What happened? Oh, this um, this is not necessarily something that's happening in the world mm-hmm. per se, but I wish Drake would act more. I'm, what? I wish Drake. Yes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. You wish Aubrey Graham. Yes. Light skin. Light skin. Yes. Soft boy. Yes. You wish he, would, wish he would act more. He's so funny. He's honestly, I can't tell if I like like my favorite Drake albums over certain Drake music videos before he starts singing or rapping or doing any of that. Cause he's on have you seen the music video with um him this is so late. Further mm-hmm. confirming the fact that I'm an auntie. Mm-hmm. But you know the I don't wanna play no yeah. games. Yeah, with have you Chris seen Brown? the music? Vi- Isn't it like a, there's the like music? a dance fake dance battle and Drake can't actually dance? It's just Chris Brown oh dancing God. and then Drake, Drake, Drake is just there like. Mm, 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 mm. No, it it yes, but it's worse than that. But it's like, like you it's have clearly to watch it. a bit, right? Like it's, it's not. It's, it's obviously like a he's bit, not. But it's so well done. He'll be like, I don't even know how to describe this for the listeners. So he'll be like, oh, this is not a game when he like pops his shoulders and then move his arms in like the most awkward, clearly can't dance. He's like, you think this is a game? I'm coming for you, Chris. Yeah, yeah. I'm breathing down your neck. Like, what? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so good. It's ev- it's very like sketchy. And mm, I love okay. sketch comedy. He's never like, hosted Drake- SNL, has he? He probably he's definitely. I know he's been the musical host, once. but he's been the musical guest. But I can't remember if he's like hosted, hosted yet. Honestly, I should look it up. I have a feeling that he, because he was on Degrassi, so he would be a great contender. But yeah. we all know that Drake is very rich now. He doesn't have time to be playing with all these small, small SNL people. Okay, you know he actually. I just looked it up. He did host. He was a host and musical guest in 2016. Yeah, because like, where he performed done it. one dance and. Hype. That's how long it was. That's how long ago it was. Wow. One Dance had a hold. It did really. It still has a hold on some people. It had a hold on. It still has a hold on some people. Any any um any Jamaican place that's run by that's run by white people or run by Jamaicans and white people, they be playing One Dance. They're still playing One Dance. That was like six years ago. That was six years. Oh my god. That was six part, years that ago. Wasn't, even, um, wasn't it? That was when Drake. W- one dance. Yeah. One dance was 2016. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. 2016 was six years ago. Yes, madam. I feel That's old. how time works. I feel old. That's crazy that you say Jamaicans because that was before Drake's. Before Drake was Caribbean, I know that was his Af- that was his African phase. But that's my point. That was is his like African phase. The people who are he still playing Caribbean it now. More life. Yeah, no, he wasn't Caribbean until more, more life. But basically, my TikTok has now transitioned to be showing me all of like these old Drake Degrassi clips that are just too good. Like I think there's one of him like dribbling a basketball because he's about to shoot it inside the trash can. And then before he's about to shoot it, like some random kid comes and like steals the basketball away from him. And you'd think, okay, maybe he's just going to be like, ah, man, and then continue walking. But he like fake dribbles and then fake shoots it (laughs) into the trash can. Okay, clearly I need to watch some more clips of Drake acting. (laughs) Drake, I know you're not listening to this. Don't say that. Don't prophesy negative things into our lives. Drake, maybe we can be his Real Housewives of Potomac. Maybe uh, we can be. <laughs> wait, what? Oh, you mean like how like Beyonce Nikki watches, watches or sorry, no, Nicki Minaj? Beyonce watches 
um, I think Love and Hip Hop. Nicki Minaj yeah. watches Real Housewives of Potomac. Potomac yeah. Maybe Drake can listen to the Abeg podcast. You know, I speak exactly. it into don't, existence. Don't speak against yourself, okay? <laughs> <laughs> don't, well, don't, don't give the devil permission to hold us from something we haven't even accomplished. <laughs> Baba Drake. No, Baba. <laughs> don't Baba Drake, please. He already thinks he's a daddy, so let's not, <laughs> let's not no, entertain please. that. Has he gotten rid of the heart in his hair yet? I don't follow him. I don't like pay attention to him anymore. Does he still have that heart in his now? What? Cornrows now? Yes. Oh God. I don't know how. Okay, I feel like I have to look this up now because I just I can't imagine what that looks like. I mean, yeah, he's black, but like, there's certain people. Everybody's like, yo, how did you grow your head this fast? Is this sewing? Is this? I mean, it's probably a sewing. Oh my God! It looks like a sewing though. It looks like Why a very look well like, oh done. Oh my god. It's a wig. A very Esther, this thing has to be a wig. Why? Esther, this thing has to be a wig. Esther, this thing has to be a wig. Oh my bad. god. No, it's the hairline. Esther, it looks like something. <laughs> you know how if you spend too long on like black TikTok, you get just hair videos and it's all just people installing lace fronts. That's what this shit looks like. Yeah. It looks like a very well installed lace front. Esther, that is not a real hairline. That is not his real hairline. Let me even relook at this thing. That is not his real hairline. It there might is be. no way that's his real hairline. <laughs> how can he go from curly haired curly hair, short hair Drake to that? Look. I don't believe. I genuinely, I'm like the hair growth was a bit fast. I mean, I know like speedy. I know like um, influencers will like back, like they'll they'll backdate things and they'll keep pictures and post them like months after. Sure, but even then, that is such a drastic change in hair length. I'm sorry, it's a it's a wig, unless he got plugs. So please, Baba Drake, Baba Drake, (laughs) if you're if you're listening to us. You know, oh, I mean, he doesn't look like we an just egg. I'll give him welcome. that. His all back doesn't make him look like an egg. It kind of makes him look like it, um, it makes his face actually look more square. It does make it look more square. You know why? It's because of that square hairline on the wig. It's a wig. It's totally a wig. Look, Drake, Baba if you're listening, Drake, tell us. The lace front, we're, we're not laughing at it. it. It was well done. No, me, I'm laughing. Esther is not, not laughing. laughing. Me, I'm laughing. Baba, I'm not laughing. It's a wig. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm laughing at my co host because, see, when you don't have money like we don't have, you no, but but Esther, look at it. The way that he's even posing in the pictures, it's like look at it. It's not. It's, it's real. And the way that he's overemphasizing, like look at my hairline. It has to be fake. You only overcompensate like that when you have something to hide. No, because he always had forehead. Now, oh, he ha- always had forehead. Mm-mm. It does always had forehead. It doesn't add up. It doesn't the hairline hide. does not add up. Uh-huh. <laughs> then when I say something about your bad people, oh, had up me. Then <laughs> no, no, no. Please include all of I the ages into your factors. People, I can't insult okay. my people. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, no, that shit is fake. This was a random thought that I had. Oh no, I'm afraid. I was also wondering. Remember Ice JJ Fish, <laughs> the young people. Stop it! Won't... Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> that was. Honestly, that was the peak of YouTube. That, that was, was YouTube's that was peak. Some of, it was that, that was some whole of YouTube's era. best work. It was that era where everyone was trying to find the next worst singer that exists on oh YouTube. It was Please, SJJ explain Fish. to the people who Ace It was SJJ, SJJ Fish. Fish it was in Nigeria, Vico. 
That was that was the peak of bad singers going viral. Would Nigerians and know who Ice JJ Fish is? I don't know. I think but okay, the easiest way to describe the easiest way no, to no, describe Ice JJ Fish is Vico is Nigerian Ice JJ Fish. Ice JJ Fish is the American Vico. Okay, it's the same. They both think they can sing. They both put up multiple videos on YouTube that had a little bit too clearly too much money went into the production, but the outcome was still not even um no not even good enough. It was just like vouch for Vic O. After Party is a great song. Hmm. But it's Esther, please. Don't say you can't start saying it's a great song. You can't start saying that after party is a I said whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, yes. whoa, whoa, whoa. Everybody. How many? Everybody. Is, is everybody it not, after is it, party. Everybody dear, after party. Dear, is it not um, um, Burner? Burner Boy that has a Grammy that went to do yeah, yeah. That's different. That's different. That is different. That intro. How is that different that's from different. That whoa, intro, whoa, whoa. That intro is a spiritual experience. That is very but different whoa, from whoa, 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 It's not whoa. spirit. You can't yes. find the spirit there, but you can't find this, the spirit. No, 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 no. no. It's, it's, it's also a spiritual experience. It's just a spiritual experience that you have to pray against for months after experiencing ah. it. All of my American listeners, hmm. I encourage you to use this moment to look up by Vic O. In case you hmm. haven't been understanding what it's we're saying. It's V I C After dot party. <laughs> the dot is important. I think the dot is actually important. Though. Otherwise, we have no idea where YouTube might lead you. Who, whose whose white friend was it that tried to teach one of our, one of our friends how to pronounce it was me it was it you was me because they were like oh do you know that new artist davido and i was like yeah i know davido because the first time i always give you grace because i assume this is your american brain just trying to read but yeah. then they corrected me and i said this is some american nonsense yes to be wrong and then to stand in your wrongness yes and so I was like, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I know. I listened to Davido, of course. And they're like, no, 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 it's Davido. My God, what? I don't know a lot of things, but I did grow up in this country, and Davido. I know that guy's father, not personally, <laughs> but I know who his father is. Like, yeah, Whiskey, all this Whiskey filmed a music video at my sister's secondary school. Yeah, that's true, actually. That's a good point. DeVito. Don't correct me. No, but his name is DeVito. 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 So I was like, no, it, it's pronounced DeVido. That because he's a Nigerian artist, how he says his name is the correct way to say I his mean, name. I mean, how anybody pronounces their own name is the way that you should pronounce their name. I think that's a pretty good starting point. No? Like, if I were to, me- if I were to introduce myself to somebody and say, hi, my name is Demi, and I say mm-hmm. Demi, or I say Demolade. I'm now inviting you to pronounce it back to me the same way you heard it. It's mm-hmm. going to be different than if I meet a Nigerian. I'm like, my name is Demolade. That I'm expecting back because they're yes. Nigerian. They know how to pronounce it. I'm not going to expect yes. from my white friends to pronounce it with the tones because it's not something that they can do. But that's not me. If I now tell you my name is Demolade, and you're like, um, actually, it's Demilada. No. <laughs> No, you're it's laughing. Somebody incorrect. has called me Demilda it's before. It's the incorrect stressing for me, but mm. I genuinely believe that Americans just don't hear it because you'll say it like five times and it just it over the head. It's just it's but, not. It doesn't come to them naturally to hear tones. I think because that's not a tone. No, no, no. Demi Lade. 
Demi la day. Esther, and those are tones. Be, Esther, no, those no, are no, tones. That would be the same as me calling somebody whose name is Rachel Rachel. Those are actually Sarah. still tones. The, no, the emphasis, the, there's, there's like, the, emphasis, the way that emphasis, the emphasis is, is like stressing. Emphasis is actually, like, if you look at how Yoruba is as well, the way that the tones are placed has to do with emphasis. So the easiest way to explain to somebody who doesn't speak a tonal language how to pronounce the tones is to show them where the emphasis of the word is. And then it, like, rolls off the tongue. Because that's yes. the closest way to, for you to get them to, like, mimic back the tones. Now, granted, True. all these people are pronouncing my name wrong and, and saying it with all sorts of funky tones. And my grandmother is probably listening to them being like, why are you cussing my grandchild? But, like still it's the emphasis that's still important at that point because i know they're not the gonna emphasis get the is the right. most important but i know that like for me there's always a difference because there's a difference between saying demolade mm-hmm. and demilade yeah yeah because the stress is like with emphasis you're saying demolade mm-hmm. then the tones get introduced when you're saying demilade De. you know <laughs> No, in fact, let's do this. Let's start this episode off learning how to pronounce our names. If anything else, let me have this thing recorded. I'm surprised God we didn't knows. do this in the Nigerian episode, but you know, it's you never know, too late. We're t- it's, it's never, never too, late. too late. We're going to, let me start with my own. Only took us 16 episodes. Is, that's okay. <laughs> my name is Mfoni, so that's my first name. Mm-hmm. Listeners. MF. I'm going, to, that Me MF, too. don't be afraid. Is I know is a is quite scary. Is a little bit wow. What's going on? There's two consonants. I've not seen those. It's okay. Bele. Hmm. You bring your bed. My God. She said Nisuru. I'm screaming. <laughs> For my listeners who don't know what that means, Nisuru is like it's like chill. It's like take it easy. Please <laughs> calm down. Oh my God. <laughs> It's okay. It's all right. I'm here to help you. That first MF, you pronounce it like mmm. Mmm. That's mm. so tasty. Mmm. Mm. Delicious. You mm. say it all the time. You see? It's not that bad. Not M. You see how there's no E. <laughs> not M. <laughs> it's not M. It's mm. Start with a little mmm. Yes. So mmm. The next one, even simpler. Fun. You guys like to do that all the time. Stop. Have fun. Stop. You turn up at the club. They like to catch mm. fun. You like to catch fun. <laughs> so right now we have mm, fun. Mm-hmm. That's it. Don't call me mm, fun. That's a different name. That That's is a not different my name. name, actually. That's a European name, isn't it? <laughs> it's also it's also a South South name. Actually, no, you're right. It probably is. It's actually probably just South South. But I just know Yoruba people who have because like their parent, one of their parents is from South South. So, listeners, we're still together. We have mm, mm-hmm. and then we have fun. <laughs> fun. <laughs> the fun. next one, E. I know you see an I there. If you, want, you want to go I. It's not I. It's E. This is, this is an mm. African language. Yeah. Anytime, <laughs> anytime you see an I, it's pronounced E. Mm. So, M, mm, fun, E. Are we still together? Mm-hmm. Okay. Then lastly, S-O. You should know how to pronounce that one. So a needle pulling thread. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, so together we have mm, fun e mm. so. Now, extra marks for you if you get the correct stressing and intonation. 
let us start with stressing slash emphasis. I like to always say is the emphasis is on the fun because I'm a fun girl. Oh my God, you sound like such a Becky. (laughs) That's how you have to teach them. Wow. So, it's not mm funny so. Mm. It's not mm funny so. So. It's not mm funny so. It's (laughs) mm fun you so. Mm fun you so. If you could see what she's doing with her arms right now, it would make a lot of sense. That's... I have done all I can. I'm very proud of you. If you don't catch I'm it, I'm very proud of you with this, that one. There's not much more I can do. Oh my God. There's only so much. I'm only such a good teacher. I mean, this is just, you know, reinforcing my belief that you think that our readers are illiterate. So I'm just going to. With my. As this is. <laughs> if I don't want to embarrass some of them, mm-hmm. it's because I respect you as listeners too much. I don't want to do that to you. Mm-hmm. So. I, in this instance, in this I instance. have heard very, very one kind pronunciations. Very varying pronunciations. Exactly. And mm-hmm. I've learned that when one student fails, then that's the student's fault. But when the entire class fails, that's the teacher's fault. But what happened so, to the no child left behind policy by what's his face? George Bush. Yes, I know this no. country's history sometimes. No, we're still going to help the child, but the child has to then take responsibility and be, what's that word, engaged, or you have to be the one reaching out to the teacher because you're the one struggling. Everybody else is succeeding. You're not succeeding. Do they have two heads? My God. But in the instance where the entire class is failing, I, as the teacher, I'm accepting the blame. So I'm using my platform, my voice. Your voice. To... You know, educate the people. So if you want to say my name, please reverse back because I'm not doing this thing again. God. But you can call me Esther. Reverse back. Reverse back, she said. Yes. Also, people who are wondering, Esther is my actual name. That's like, it's on my birth certificate. It's not just like a random name that I just took on because I'm going to be in America. No. That's my name. Yeah, for our American friends who don't have that context, um... So Nigerians will often have either an English, quote-unquote English name, as we call it. So it's just like a non-traditional name that's either their middle name or their legal name. Or, fun fact, in some tribes, it's just the English translation of whatever your name means in your traditional language. And that's just the effect of colonization. Read about it. Yes. <laughs> They're not going to read it. <laughs> they better. It's their fault. <laughs> Yes, and it was important that we had a cute little lesson on how to pronounce my name today. Yeah, it's important. I need that. And it was also important that I voiced to Baba Drake that he okay, should consider acting. Please don't acting. call him Baba Drake. Because <laughs> now it sounds like you're praying to him like he's a spirit. Please. No. I don't want there's that. Only, there's only one true father. There's only one true king. And we all know that it's Jesus Christ here. What kind of Okay, I thought you were about to say something like I, don't, like, I don't even know. There's only, in this household, we praise God. We don't praise anybody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm only said, calling you Baba out of respect because you have money and because you're my senior. That's and because it. he's old. Y'all always say you want us to talk about relationships, and in today's episode we have had you. So yes. here you go, Esther. How are you feeling today? <laughs> I beg my siblings. Stammy, oh, stammy, see stammy, my siblings, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave it out. Just leave it as my siblings. Oh. My siblings. Oh. We wanted to talk today about 
your siblings, the relationship with your siblings, especially as a adult. I'm not going to say young adult anymore because yeah, we're not 15. Adult. We're not 18. We're not 20. We're adults. Let's play. Let's not play that game. You're 25 years old. You're a big, a, a big small madam. A what? A, a big, big, small, small madam. Do you know what an oxymoron big... is? <laughs> yes, I do. Like pretty ugly. Yes. You see what you just did, right? I know. I, I very much recognize it was intentional. Okay, I'm glad we're in agreement. <laughs> yes, because you're compared to other small madams. You're a big one, oh but God. you're not a big madam. I get, a big I ma- guess my mom not. is a my mom is a big madam. Yeah. So, so you. You know, by reference of your age and your skill set, you're a small madam. A thank madam. You. Thank but you, a ma. small madam. Okay, and then thank you, ma. when grouped against all the other small madams, you are big by comparison. So you're a big, small madam. God. Okay. Well, today's episode, we're going to be talking about siblings, relationship with our siblings. And um, I guess we'll start off by saying, I am sorry if you're an only child. Um, if that is the case, I will adopt you as my sibling. If you need somebody to adopt, to bug you, to annoy you, to tell you that you are fat when you're not, to <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, I mean, that what siblings do. Siblings are annoying. That's Nigerian culture. True. Nigerian culture True. is such that if you're an only child, you. Like your parents do an even more job to make sure that you're close with like your cousins, yeah, and that you still feel like okay, they're not like my sibling siblings, but I can still reach out to them like siblings. Mm-hmm. That's true. In America, the only children here, they struggle. Like yeah, they just have to play with themselves. That's so you sad. Hang out with your parents, I guess. Maybe you pick up, you know, tasks like knit. I don't know what y'all do, but I, I feel know, like genuinely. I feel like if anything, like. They gain their independence earlier. At some times, they gain the independence earlier than people who are like who have siblings. And yes, because they're alone. They have stronger friendships because of it. Yes, because they were alone. <laughs> My God. Okay, don't try. This is not. This episode is not to put down the only children. No. Okay. No, we, we just, are not no. coming for only children. If there is any group of people we should be not be coming for, it is only kids. <laughs> I'm not coming for them, because honestly. There's a separate episode for that, but it's very important that we have only friends because sometimes they're the ones who keep the friendships together. They'd be the ones to reach out to people when nobody wants to reach yeah, out. Yeah, friendship group, friendship glue. Yeah. They shouldn't but, always have to bear the burden, but it's nice that they do sometimes. They should sometimes. But I can't relate because I have two siblings and sometimes they're very annoying. I love them, but sometimes they're very annoying. I feel like the... I feel like it's not a hot take, obviously, but when you have siblings, it's like a constant reminder that you're A, old, and B, also somehow still a child. Like, I feel like, yeah, I'm the oldest of three, and when all three of us hang out together, I feel like there are times where it's like, okay, I'm steering the ship, I'm in charge, blah, blah, blah. But then sometimes my sister will say something, and I'll just be like, how dare you? And I start, like, I feel like I revert to, like, childish tactics of, like, arguing with my siblings when we're all together so it's like age doesn't even matter at that point we're all just three children well that's because family is one of those interesting dynamics because these are people who you've known all of your life regardless of like where you sit on the sibling spectrum for each individual person 
you've known these other siblings all of your life. But that's the thing. It's, it's, you've known of them. For a lot of people, they don't actually actively know who their siblings are until their siblings are adults. Like, you don't form an actual relationship with these people, with your siblings, until you've grown up and are actively choosing to hang out as opposed to, like, having to be around each other because you live in the same house. Like, I feel like, yeah, obviously, like, I know my siblings, I'm close to my siblings, but I'm only close to them now because they've been through shit. And now when my sister calls me and is like, hey, can we talk about this? I'm like, okay, now I actually know what your personality is like because you're going through scenarios and you're describing to me how you're responding and I can see how your brain works, you know? Like, that's not something I necessarily had to think about when we were kids. You don't really, a lot of people wait until their siblings are adults to really get to know them. But I would argue on the flip side that the reason why that is, is because they don't, you don't even know who you are. A lot of like growing up in the same household is like we we are now in a place where we are understanding that a lot of our life before was essentially these small experiences that would sum up the whole of who we are. And as children, you're not always very empathetic or considerate of the fact that the other people who are living in your household are also doing the same thing so it makes you more likely to butt heads especially at a young age even the dynamic between you and your siblings and me and mine is very different because you're the oldest of your siblings Mm -hmm. as a result your siblings are your youngest sibling is just starting college like he's in his he's about to finish his first year yeah little baby versus i am the third of my own mm-hmm. and the youngest is about to start his full-time job everybody yeah. is above 21 because even just seeing the different um dynamics i'm now in a place where i'm getting more comfortable asking like any of my siblings for my b- advice even my younger brother because we're all adults now and we've all now gone we've all at least started that journey of self-discovery where I see you not only as my sibling, but also as this completely different person who's gone through your own life experiences and responded to them in a way such that I'm now standing in front of you, this new person. Yeah. So it's cool getting to see this because even as a kid, we... We didn't live together. We all went to boarding school. school, My brother and I. There was barely any overlap with us. Exactly. So my brother and I, when we were, he was 10, I was 12. It was when we went to boarding school. At that time, um, my eldest sister was already in college and my second eldest sister was finishing up high school. So already there's not much, like there's gap between, sorry, not gap, there's no overlap in when we would have seen each other with the exception of my brother and I. And even then, we didn't go to the same high school. So there was, com- like, we basically lived four separate lives. Mm-hmm. And as kids, I noticed that for me, that's what often brought up a lot of friction because I didn't understand that the same way that I've gone to boarding school and I've built this lifestyle of how I like to do things that they also did their own. So that when we would come together, that it's like, why are you acting like this? Mm -hmm. It was like, my brain wasn't 
able before to put like that two and two together. Like you're not the only person out here doing things, living life, making yeah. statements. And it's it's interesting because I feel like I mean a lot of people who are listening to this didn't have the boarding school experience, so they're listening to this like, why would you even do that? Like, I, we could totally do it. I feel like we could do a whole episode on just that experience and how that shaped us. But I feel like because we did college before college years. And yeah. we had time apart from our siblings in a way that was different from like the traditional stru- family structure where everyone lives at home until they're what, 18, go to- off to college. Yeah. We had that experience early. So we were able to form our own identities independent of our siblings earlier on than most people, most other people our age did. Right. So like yeah. in when I went to like I went to high school, I went to boarding school um, at a young age. I went at I was 13, 14 at the time. Yeah. And then was there for four years before then going to college. Like I started developing my own identity as my own person and not, oh, this person's older sister, oh, this person's older sister, oh, this person's kid, this person's cousin. Um, yeah. And because each of us had that experience, like all of us, my siblings, your siblings, you and I, we were able to form our own small identities gradually before then coming home like every two, three months for breaks and stuff. Even now, learning more things about my siblings, like just spending more time with them. Like when I go home from, because now I'm back in school again. Like when I go home, when I was home for Christmas, it was funny just seeing like my brother's mannerisms because like he's in college now. It's interesting to see how like that's changed him a little bit, but just like how his like morning routine has changed. Like he has all these very like dead set routine things. And I've seen him grow up to be a lot more routine oriented person, but I don't know how much of that would have happened if we didn't do the whole like boarding school beforehand thing. And he was left, he if he wasn't left to develop his own identity that early, I don't know if I mm. we would have seen that level of independence and routine that he structures into every single day the way we have right now and it's wild but i like the fact that you're bringing up how yeah you're essentially relearning your brother and Mm -hmm. just your siblings in general as adults and i find that in our interactions now i'm using the past less so like against them to like wag my finger Hmm. but to a whole like to hold them accountable in like both really good and like humbling ways i guess and just making sure the that i'm not attributing behaviors that are no longer consistent with their current actions Mm. so a good way to like a good example for that is um i had a conversation with one of my siblings and um it was like this really cool full circle moment where she had um gone to like gone to this particular institution um and then graduated left done a bunch of cool stuff and was now invited back to speak and when she was like talking to me like just like oh you know i'm giving a presentation i'm trying to figure out like how to give these new students what they need to hear Mm. remember i was like when like i think about you and like what you've done for good or for bad one of the words that really like come for me is persistence. And she yeah. was like, yeah, I really, and she was like, I would even use the word resilience, which I even find even more apt. Accept it or don't. That's, it is, right. she's going forward. Of course, yeah, because we're siblings, we'll have moments where we clash and like that trait comes up and it's like, well, you know, I know that this is a very like defining, this is a key characteristic that I've seen over time. But this is also something where, Part of the reason why she's so successful now is because she's been able to 
take that resilience and like turn it for good. It's been really cool to see her do that with like the word resilience and trying to factor that into like how she's going to be talking to students moving forward. You know, with siblings, there's always that forever back and forth of like banter and fighting. So in my mind, it's like... I I think at first when I I was looking through just like how we were going to talk about this I was like oh I want to make sure that I give my siblings respect mm-hmm. and I'm not making it sound like oh I'm putting out um all the business out there because yeah we're not the trying to day, air out our drama with our siblings let's get that out there no. before they call before my sister now calls me and is like hey why did you say that <laughs> but I think that there are certain like truths that get that that are universal like siblings fight that's like I feel. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's not a that's not an unpopular opinion. I mean, that's not a new topic. No, I mean, fun fact: tiger sharks eat their siblings in the womb, so at least we're not them. I like to use that to comfort myself when I fight with my siblings. I'm like, I'm not a tiger shark. We don't eat each other. This is still fine. The fights are less about. I feel like they're less often about personal things like you did this to hurt me or I did this thing and it hurt you and getting over those kinds of things. It's more discussions on very interesting topics. And we're Mm. learning a a lot about each other from those conversations. Like, and I think it's important to emphasize again, just because we're siblings, you don't have to agree, but that's part of what makes it so interesting is we had the same upbringing. Mm -hmm. We had the same parents. We grew up in the same environment. We went to this, almost the same schools in environment or and at least beliefs, like, like virtually levels. exactly but we all have very different beliefs and it makes those discussions so interesting because it's really allowing at least for me it's allowing me to like see into how not just how my siblings think but mm. ultimately how they got to the stances that they have so like even politically or like when it, when it comes to like how they how they see god and how they interact with the spiritual realm or like how they interact with their friends like or their beliefs on things like i don't know like climate change like it's very interesting to have these discussions with your siblings because it's like you grew up in the same petri dish and yet somehow mm. you're completely different bacteria I'm sorry. Come on, I'm a nerd. science. I just come on, science. <laughs> yes. Uh, if you don't know, we're educated in this household. We're educated. We're educated. Okay. <laughs> we're in STEM. Mm-hmm. Women in STEM. Okay. Women who will. <laughs> <laughs> Not women who will. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what school I went to, you will be cackling <laughs> right now. Women who will. Will what? Will what? Women who. That's it. It's just women who will. Women we'll burn will. the earth down. We'll save us all. But women who will. We just will. Just will. <laughs> because in an equal society, women are serial killers too. Okay, let's not go that far. <laughs> let's not go that far. We all had a very different take on things that this person had done. Um, and we were able to have a very constructive conversation without it being like, watching the night news where they're all yelling at each other and calling each other like like they like calling them traitors to america or like you know what i mean like like we're able to have these conversations and have very different political views and learn from each other ultimately and i think it's ultimately because we all came from the same house and whether we like it or not we'll sleep under the same roof so we have to try and see eye to eye on something it's important that all of your siblings are all different because mm-hmm. I think that's the first lesson of, or that's the first instance where you learn to give grace in order to receive it. 
Preach. Part of what we want to do on this podcast is be very radically honest about our shortcomings, whatever they may be. And knowing that, yeah, like, because we have siblings, it's so easy to wag the finger and point and say, you, you, you. But we know that we also have, like, bad patterns that we've fallen into. Mm -hmm. And that we're not exempt from being wrong or from having bad takes. But... The beauty of family, and this is more, I'm going to be more specific with the Nigerian family, is that we are agreeing that even though we don't always see eye to eye, that we're going to stick this out together because there's something bigger than a small dispute Mm -hmm. that we are all like called to be in community. Yeah. So relationships are, I mean, it doesn't matter whether it's with your siblings, whether it's with your significant other, whether it's your friends, relationships are all give and take. Mm-hmm. And so it's not everything that you're going to see eye to eye on. Honestly, I don't have the energy of my really, youth mm-mm. to be fighting with my family. No, that is something I've decided. Like, ugh, that is the, that's the biggest struggle that not struggle, but the biggest decision I have made in the past almost two years is I, do not I do not have the energy, time, energy, money, patience to fight with my family. I'm sorry. I just unless I it's can. something that's it's not very important it. where it's going against like my belief system. And even then, even this then, is there's an, a certain extent to which I will take that. And that's only because and I I'm gonna reference because Kimberly Nicole Foster, that lady is amazing. I love that. I just love that there are so many like black women YouTubers over 30 who are using their platform really well. And she's someone who I mentioned her a bunch of times on this podcast. But the one thing that she said that I really um, felt like a kinship with was that if something were to happen to me today to day, I know who's going to be there. I know that my family would be there ready regardless of the small squabbles we had all these people who i'll be like oh yes these are my views on taxes these are my views all of you people liberal democrats republican conservative y'all ain't gonna be there for me if something happens and i know the people who will so at a certain point all this political leanings or how you want to raise your children it's i'm only arguing up to a certain extent because at the end of the day i know that we have such a respect and love for one another that we're able to see past things or at least agree to disagree. Yeah. It's not everything. It's not every battle I must win. In the words of a wise Yoruba man, it doesn't worth it. <laughs> at a certain point, title. it doesn't it worth doesn't it. Worth oh it. my God, that is the episode title. It doesn't, it doesn't worth it. It doesn't, it doesn't worth, worth it. it. Okay, at some point, you have to decide within yourself. I choose peace. And not problems. I'm yes. not ready to keep fighting. I will but fight then, so many things. You guys know that I'm a chaotic babe. But with we, my we family, I'm choosing peace. And that's not necessarily because... It's not necessarily because if we don't choose peace that there will be a fight. Because in some situations there will be a, like a more intense, painful battle. But it's more that we're choosing... Because you know who these people are, right? You grew up in the same house. You love each other. You all know you love each other. You choose to love each other every day. Yep. And you express that love in many different ways. The second that you do have arguments or disagreements, it's easy to take a step back and be like, hmm, maybe I'm not seeing fully what the other person is saying. 
Let me take yep. a step back and really process it. It's less about resignation and shutting down. It's more about acknowledging that the other person is not coming from a place of harm. Exactly. That your sibling that you're arguing with or that uncle. Okay, let me remember your uncle because this is sibling. Uncles that can fight. My sibling is not coming from a place of anger. It's not coming from a place of harm. It's not coming from a place of trying to attack me. Even if what they're saying may be harmful and may be hurting me, that's not their intention. I can take a second to just, just like, just do some wusa, like breathe. Yeah. And not fight. And maybe bring it up the, the next day at the dinner table when I have some more ammo. But I don't need to fight every battle right now. It's just, it's unnecessary. When I think about myself like 10, 20, 30 years from now, I see my siblings actively in my life. Like I see myself, mm -hmm. I see me bringing my kids to their house and yes. vice versa. Taking my like, children to their auntie's house. Yes. Whether she likes it or not. That's still my sibling. Yeah. That's still my family. That's yeah. my family. And that, that word family having weight and it meaning something. Mm-hmm. When you recognize that the same way that you're reckoning with your own trauma and going through your own self-discovery, these people are doing the same exact thing, it's much easier to give out grace. Because exactly. you know, and it's not just, oh, do unto others as you would like for them to do to you, but that even taking a, a step further, I can't remember the exact, like, what it's called. I think it's called the platinum rule. If the golden rule is do unto others as you would like for them to do unto you, then mm -hmm. the platinum rule is do unto others as they would like for, <laughs> as they would do unto <laughs> themselves or as for, oh, they would like you for you to do. So do what they would want to do. Yeah. So the same way, like, if I was being shady or I had a bad take or I was in the wrong... I would really appreciate if someone was gracious with me in my wrongness to like be calm yeah. and talk me through that. I want to also be that same level of gracious to someone if that's if I know that that is the same way that they would like to be treated in that exactly. instance. And when you understand, when you're able to accept your own shortcomings and your own failure, it becomes it that much more easy to to just give that grace out to other people. Because you recognize, you really see how imperfect we all are. Yeah. <laughs> Why we need Jesus Christ. Oh, God. <laughs> Honestly. And it makes it easier, too, as we, like, grow up and break out of those, like, childhood roles and, like, have to now be adults, you know? It makes it easier to navigate adult life once you've reckoned with that, that feeling of understanding I'm going through my own trauma and my own healing. So are my siblings, so are the rest of my family. It helps you have a new level of maturity, but just a whole new outlook on the world when you're dealing with your family in that way. So like things like setting boundaries yep. in a Nigerian household is difficult. It is very difficult to set boundaries in a Nigerian household. My if dear. anything, you're not really setting boundaries as much as you're putting masking tape on the floor and saying, I'm going to just... <laughs> It's not even a fence or a wall. It's just, you just draw a line on the floor and you're like, that. Please. And they'll still be like, no. And you'll be like, but at least I put the masking tape on the floor. For me, setting boundaries is picking my battles. Yep. And understanding that is not, and I mean, I'm notorious in my family now for being the person that is, I'm never talking. Oh, Esther, I've not heard from you. I've not heard you <laughs> say anything in a while. It's intentional. Yep. I'm intentionally not saying anything. Even if I wholeheartedly disagree, I recognize that in this moment, it's, you know what? 
it's not worth it. It's, it's not, not worth, worth it. me it to fight with it. you on this. It doesn't work because I see where this is going to go. And I've already said it in my heart. Mm-hmm. I am not emotionally ready to deal with the fallout that it could possibly be. So I am choosing to just remove myself from this battle. I lose. So, okay, you know like, how, so there's just something in me that keeps, this scripture always comes to my mind when I deal with my family sometimes, is, you know how when Jesus was a baby boy, a little baby boy, and his parents took him to Jerusalem to be baptized, and then they left, yeah. and he was still in the church, he was still in the synagogue listening to them preaching, and they came back, and they were like, mm-hmm. what's going on? And like, they had that whole thing. There's a yeah. verse where, and this verse comes up like a lot, but it's like, Mary pondered these things and kept them in her heart. That specific scripture is how I deal with my family on a regular basis. It's not everything now. that you think you it's must say. It's not everything. You don't need to sometimes, That's such an American... Sometimes, sometimes you need to close your mouth and open your eyes and just absorb. Okay? Don't That's say anything. It. Just look. That's it. I don't need to say anything. I don't need to have don't. an opinion. All I'm here no. to do is document. <laughs> okay? And it's, this is for and biblical purposes. Like, I think that the natural counter argument is that oh that's how like generational curses get perpetuated. Mm. But and I I don't say that because I believe it, but my counter argument to that if you're someone who's like oh but that's how we let all this sus stuff slide that we should actually address. But that's not what in, we're talking about. But that's not what we're that's not what we're this talking is about. But this is different because standing up inst- standing up for what's right is that goes without saying. In order for you to be, I don't know, to be ready for battle when mm-hmm. it counts, when it's something yep, that when really it matters. That's really it. In order for you to be prepared for battle, you can't be fighting everybody that comes saying they have disagreements with you. By the Agreed. time the real war comes, you'll be tired. Mm-hmm. You'll be, you know, you'll need replenishing. Shebi is not all the Avengers that go to every single battle now. They dedicate. And now, Exactly. Sometimes it's Thor and Iron Man. Other times it's Hulk and Scarlet Witch. If you're someone who may be like triggered when you hear the words like, oh, it's not everything you must say. Just like, please like, close your mouth sometimes. I'm encouraging <laughs> oh you. I'm encouraging you to look past what is blunt language. And I'm asking you to see the wisdom in understanding that it's important for you not just pick your battles, but to be aware of where, uh, be uh, like acutely aware of your boundaries and not being so, I don't want to say sensitive, but not being so riled up. Not by, allowing it know. to affect you. Exactly. It's less about, because don't you be can be riled leaf. up, you can be affected by it. Feel Anything. what you need to feel. Your feelings and your opinions are valid. If you are genuinely hurt by something, reflect and feel that. It's less about not, it's less about Don't desensitizing be, you to those things, more yes. about managing how you respond to them. Don't be a leaf or a branch. Be a root. God, what? Have you never heard that like, no, um, Bible? Like, that sounds like some fortune cookie shit. No, no, no. But it's like basically, you know, like there are people who are like in like in Christianity that are like leaves where the seasons come and go. When it's nice, you're there. When it's not nice, you go and you're just, you know, you're doing things as they need to be done. In the same way, I say the equivalent of like handling those sibling relationships when they say something that's 
when your siblings are agreeing with you like oh you're all like smiles and stuff when they disagree you're there making such a big fuss out of any small disagreement then there are the branches branches mm. you think okay maybe these people might be a little you know be a little bit more rooted but then all it takes is you know a thunderstorm or some wind or all it takes wind. is a red hat and somebody goes whoop and then you are just like the <laughs> you are just like the leaf you have left but a root understands that because it's, it takes time to cultivate and it's something that requires years of um, growth, they understand that it's not, the seasons can come and go, but they're still there, ready to do the work. If you're with people who you understand at the end of the day, they have your best interests in heart, then my dear, you have to be willing to let go of some things in order to preserve the relationship. Now, I'm not saying excuse bad behavior, which is why we said it's important to that. stand up for what's right. But in order for you to, um, to stand up for what's right, you need to be able to let the small shit slide. Truly. Yep. I think like, I mean, when I've been looking at my life and what's like really improved my relationship with my siblings and honestly, even a little bit with my parents is that every time before I think about like, engaging in like let's say like a discussion or another fancy word for argument mm. disagreements <laughs> and entanglements <laughs> anytime we enter one of those i always ask myself is it worth the possible fallout that might come mm. from this and is it worth the emotional labor that you know that you're going to have to give up in order to argue your case Sometimes yeah. that answer is yes. A lot of the times the answer is, answer no. is no. And that's the answer okay. Is, and that's okay. If anything, you've saved yourself you saved yourself you've time peace. and you spared yourself the wahala of having to peace. deal with that kind of drama. These past couple of years have been so much more peaceful because I'm I I've come to understand that it's not everything I must say. It's not every discussion that I must what do you mm -hmm. think? Oh I think it's cool. You know, I think this small thing and then oh but what about this? Eh. Uh you yeah. know honestly it's not that deep for me. It's much nicer having stress from work or school than it is from an argument with family. I can't like yeah this so yeah the sleep the sleep is not sweet. I get that. But you can still at least get some sleep. It's not like for so there are certain times where arguing with your family is not worth the physical strain on your body. That is, no. it's not, it's really not worth it. Because that's, really, that's really one of your closest it. relations. That like, is your arguably. closest relation. By blood, yes. But By you know, blood. Some people... I mean, obviously, people, you have a chosen family, you have friends that you may be closer to. The closest relationship you have. It's your family, and that shit is sacred, whether you like it or not. I know it's a tough pill to swallow sometimes, but and it's it's a really tough pill for me to swallow sometimes too. But it's it's always hard. But yeah. I think it's always. I mean, the white women like to say, "Remember your why." What? And have you never heard that? You have like, been to meant to too many white women seminars. What is going on? <laughs> Like, I know Boston is white, but, like, it's not that white, right? Are you just, like... Yes, it is. It is that white. <laughs> Remember why it, this relationship is important to you. And the, the, the instance, you know, you, you may find out that it's not that important to you, then you may need to act accordingly. But I found that a lot of the time when I think about what kind of relationship do I want to build with my siblings, where do I see 
myself with them in years to come Mm. a lot of this stuff just really is not enough for me to be doing all of this it's It's not it's not we are maybe two three decades away from being the people that organize family getting together Mm -mm, it's no longer going no sorry my family my family is too big that's too much stress i'm okay Let's no. not say two decades. That that even seems too soon. That seems too close. Let's just no. That's too much. Two decades. I, I rebuke it. It'll be because your you think your parents are going to be eighty, running no, around. No, I'm just saying I don't want to think about that. Okay, and choose to not to think about it. Is it still a truth? But we're going to be the people who are in charge of getting our family together and of bringing everybody in. Yeah, and in order for that to happen, we need to prioritize family time we need to re- understand that you can't just rely on the fact that oh that's my brother oh that's my sister in order to have a good relationship like any relationship yeah. you have to work at it mm-hmm. and is this true. is a this is a hot take but i like now that i'm looking back on it i'm like it's not that hot a take i am i don't feel as much pressure to befriend my siblings Mm. and the minute that i stopped feeling like oh like my siblings can be my siblings are my siblings these are people who've known me the longest these are people who've seen me through multiple stages of life and while i can build a closeness with them i feel like it disrespects our relationship to just call them my friends yeah my friends they're my siblings yeah that's dishonest you know like if you don't have that rapport with your sibling if you don't have that closeness I don't feel like there's an urgency for you to say that you are friends with your sibling, especially especially Nigerian culture. Especially the way that we're forced, the way that we're forced as children. Yeah, number one, family is duty, but number two, the way that we're forced as children, you must play with your sibling. Like I remember when I was little, a lot of times, like I would have, I feel like I would have a hard time like hanging out with people my year because one, we lived further away from where everybody else lived, but two, because my parents were very strong proponents of. You must hang out with your siblings. You must da 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 da. And so it kind of felt forced to an extent. I never felt like there was a point where I could just like, like I just chose to hang out with my siblings. And a lot of Nigerian children feel the same way. You never really went until until a certain point in adulthood. You never choose to hang out with your siblings unless you're I don't know maybe twins. I know a lot of like we have twin friends who are like that, but it's rare for people under a certain age in Nigeria to choose to hang out with their siblings because to an extent yeah. you've been forced to hang out with them for so long. While siblinghood is not marriage, I see a lot of parallels because Ew. these are a group of people who I am choosing to be a part of my life no matter what good bad in between i am choosing to be in your life and i make that choice every day because there are people again make that choice this is still again this is still actively specific to more nigerian families than not because i know a lot of my american friends may not necessarily feel the same way that they have to or that it's a duty for them to stay close to their siblings and are close to their siblings regardless like, if anything, I feel like a lot of my American friends are much closer to their siblings than some of my Nigerian friends are to theirs because there oh, wasn't sure. that pressure. pressure there wasn't yeah. that pressure of you have to hang out with your siblings. You have to do this. We have to go to grandma's house and you have to dress in the same outfit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's less of that in Western culture than there is in ours. And I feel like because of that, they actively choose at a younger age to hang out with their siblings and then find more things in common with them at a young age as opposed to resenting having to hang out with them. 
And I honestly, I see it as a double-edged sword mm. because when you make that choice at an early age and your parents don't instill like these are people that you need to stick through like regardless yeah. just as easily as you decided okay i'm going to be friends with my siblings you can also just make that choice to not like just yeah. within that same day i know a lot of people who were close with their family but then one thing like something that happened that was relatively large i won't say mm -hmm. it was a small thing it was no. relatively large that happened and that totally disrupted the relationship with the siblings forever while i have a lot of qualms with the way that we are pressured to be around our siblings, mm -hmm. I, I know my siblings have my back. Like yeah. I could, I'm, I could make some really big mistakes. I could have, and they'll hold me accountable to that, mm -hmm. but I don't need to feel like, oh, man, they may never talk to me again. This might be the last day me and my siblings speak. And I know my parents are also that like they're that way with their siblings to where like there's yeah. a lot of crazy stuff has happened over the years but they've been very it's been instilled that family is something that your family is always your family and they're going to be there for you and whether it's you like it or not whether you like it or not and most of the times we like it but in Some. order for I'm kidding that in order for that discipline to be there, you kind of need to learn that at a young age. I feel like that's not something that you you learn at 18, 19 when you're all independent and leading your own lives. I mean, that's you can when you learn it young. then. It's just harder. It's just it's very a lot harder, harder. Much harder to learn it then. Your siblings are people who are very different from you and you often have mm -hmm. disagreements. And that's a blessing. It's a yeah. blessing that these are people who think totally different from you, even though you were raised in the house in the same household. Exactly. It's such it's a really good thing. Like because we're so different, if anything, it's more it makes the it makes the love feel more intense. Right. It's like you have somebody I think you said that it's like you have somebody who is very different from you, but cares about you. And wants to see you succeed. They want you to be a better person. Like they ultimately want things to go well for you because they know if it goes well for you that you'll actually be happy. And they've seen what it's like for you to be happy. They've experienced that. When you have a when you're when you grow up with your siblings and you see them as kids like playing and joyful and laughing, and you have that, it's like that is built into your subconscious. So when your siblings succeed, a part of you is like lit up there's still that innate connection you feel knowing what their joy their pure unfiltered joy as a child was like and mm. trying to find ways to access that because that also brings you joy too mm -hmm. i find that you get this beautiful like outsider perspective to things because it's, it's different when you're in a room of yes men and let's say um one of your siblings wanted to uh, be a cook or be a chef and mm -hmm. then if you're all chefs, we're like, oh, yes, go be a chef. There's, <laughs> But it's different when, let's say, someone wants to be a chef, somebody wants to be a banker. But mm -hmm. your siblings, you were raised in the same household. So the way that your banker sibling will support you, the chef sibling, is going to be different than your chef friends or other yeah. people who are like-minded in you, like-minded with you. Because your banker sibling is able to offer a different perspective as to why they want to see you succeed and even then let's say now they have this financial background they can even educate you on a way to make you succeed even faster that's right that's very true it's like you have an automatic 
um, you have automatic access into different fields, different different industries, different career paths because you have siblings. It's also especially nice if, like, I feel like a lot of when you have older siblings is establishing yourself separate from them, figuring out what you want to do separate from them. And then on top of that, it's like running away from that competition, right? So even if you do things that are similar, similar to what your sibling does, establishing that like there's no competition, that's a hard thing for a lot of people to learn. And that's something that only comes with maturity. But I think especially as you grow older, that's what more when you realize like hey like my sister or my brother and I have completely different interests in this thing maybe I should ask them for help because I want to succeed in this field or or my my sibling has background in this thing I'm interested in I should get their advice because there's no longer that level of childish competition that comes into play you're not no longer trying to establish yourself as better than this person or not because you're adults you now ultimately care more about seeing each other succeed rather than being better at somebody else at something and if you still have that being better at somebody else at something we got to talk about that honestly it's about reorienting your brain to rather than see your siblings as competition but as a constant marker of who you were and who you currently are Mm -hmm. when you recognize that these are people who you can not necessarily like measure yourself against but you can use to say like this person who knows who i was before for Mm -hmm. better or for worse and they know who i am now so when let's say you're acting one kind you're doing something wrong you can Mm -hmm. you have somebody who's like i knew you when you weren't acting like that Mm -hmm. so i'm here to shake you out of it in the same respect let's say you were like you were kind of dulling before and now Mm -hmm. you've gotten it together you have someone's like i know that it may be scary and that you're working hard and you're tired but i've seen you grow i've seen you put in the work i've seen you turn this around and it's really nice to have this marker because you don't really get that level of relationship anywhere else mhm this might be something that's maybe unique to our own families but we have siblings who are very growth oriented and that's mm-hmm. something that binds us together these are people who genuinely want to see the best and i i want to I'm specific in stating that because I know there are some siblings who don't want the best for what? their siblings. Yeah. I pray against that happening to my family Mm-mm. and my generations moving forward and my I friends. I pray against it. That spirit of envy. Thank you. I pray against it, but I also recognize that that's a real thing. And if you're a listener who that is, I'm. my heart I truly does you. go out for you. My, and not in the rubbish way that people from yeah from that people say the real way it's like my heart genuinely goes out for you Mm -hmm. because it it changes when you have siblings who are actually for you and that want to see you get better yeah and then on top of it it's it's fun because like you're growing up with these people it's like you get it's like you're watching the movie of their life firsthand and it's mm. so much fun to see like when they do well. It's also nice to just reminisce about how raggedy we all were when we were kids. I have so many embarrassing pictures of my siblings that I use mildly as leverage, but mostly just so that, you know, I can remind myself of how raggedy I was at that age too. As the oldest, embarrassing my siblings is my birthright. It is. It is. I I don't. You I really don't, don't think. You message. really don't think. You really don't think. Please, 
my that Ken and Abel, that that Ken and Abel didn't make fun. You don't really don't think that Ken and Abel didn't make fun of each other's sacrifice. Ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why would you say such a thing? <laughs> I don't. I don't know if they made. I, they're fun siblings, of it. okay? They're meant to make fun of each other. Are you kidding? Okay, <laughs> one of them died. You really think that didn't start from somebody like making a bad joke? You really don't think Abel didn't say something to Cain that just dug a little too deep and Cain was like, nah, I can't do this no more. It, please, my eldest sibling is not your birthright, please. Just, please, <laughs> spare us. Don't worry, I'll be calling her happy days. <laughs> please, spare, spare us. Who said you're going to be? I want to invite you. You're not going to invite me to your wedding just because you're worried about embarrassing videos when you two have embarrassing videos of me. Did I say that I would show the world? They're just for my I didn't say the world. I never said the world. I'm not broadcasting this. Oh, for my, my party. This is for an intimate viewing. Okay, this I'm talking no. like bachelorette party. <laughs> okay, I feel like that's okay. appropriate. That's fine. That's okay. See? I'm not a I'm not a monster. I'm not a monster. I just live for Looks a slight. Left. No, don't Looks you live right. for chaos? Why are you looking at me like raises, that? You're the chaotic eyebrows. one. Raises eyebrows, smirks lips. Well, I mean, I guess this is a perfect time to, to ask, how are you trying to be a better person This is the today? time to ask. <laughs> After you just said that you're going to embarrass everyone as is your birthright as the yes. elder sibling. Yeah. You should go first. No, you, you don't want to. How are you going Come, to be better? I'm trying to be a better person I have, today. I have, I have an answer. I have I an have answer, answer for too. you. I have an answer too. No, I don't have an answer for me. I have an answer for you. Oh, God. For how I you can to, be better I, today. I don't want to hear it. I'm okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'm cool, thanks. I don't want to hear your opinion. You don't want to know. <laughs> you no. don't want to you don't no. want my answer. I don't want your advice. <laughs> Unsolicited. Unprovoked. No, I didn't give it. I just, you know, you said we were asking the question, so I just wanted to state that I had an answer. No, it's for okay. You. I'm cool, thanks. I'm I'm cool, I'm cool, thanks. Okay. So how are you just trying to be a better in. person today? I am trying to find more similarities than differences with my siblings i'm trying to focus more on how how are we alike because it's mm-hmm. so obvious the way that the ways we're that we different aren't. yeah yeah and it's like not that you necessarily need the common ground because i mean i have friends who were close and were nothing alike mm-hmm. but especially now as we transition into an adult relationship and building families together. Yeah. Not that we're doing it now or anytime soon, but that's that's where this is heading. Mm. Because that's the end goal. I want to focus on what we do have in common. Where whether that's values, whether that's traits, whether that's music, whether that's the same color that we like to wear. Mm. It doesn't matter. But it's important to start finding these similarities with them so that I, of course, I have my, my why that holds me to my relationship with my siblings. Yep. But it's a lot easier when the list is long because then yeah. when, you have, when you have a moment of contention, it's a, you look back and you see all these things like, yes, we're arguing here, but look at all these things that we have in common. Look at all these mm-hmm. ways that we've grown together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to be more intentional about building that list up so that I have something to look back on. Right. How are you trying to be a better person today? 
Well, I'm not claiming it's my birthright to embarrass my siblings. That's for sure. <laughs> you already Let's claimed start it. There. Let's start there. You already claimed it. You oh already God. claimed it. You can't but, claim an unclaimed. But. You're um, not Enoch. You can't was and then wasn't. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> have a profound moment <laughs> i think i need to check in with my siblings a little more often than i currently do i mean i know all, all three of us are very busy but i just want to make a habit of like actively checking in with them a little more often than i do right now um just so i can make sure that they're doing okay and, you know i think sometimes i have like like a passing conversation with them where like we'll text once in a while but i want to be more intentional about just making sure that they're doing okay whether that's like once a month, every couple of weeks, whatever is more comfortable, but just making a more um, targeted, a more um, intentional effort to do that as opposed to just like randomly thinking about it and then calling them. Yeah. Oldest sibling. See, I'm not a monster of an oldest si- sister, okay? Though you we may try to you. convince the listeners that I am. We, I've never said such a thing. I hmm. just... It's okay. You you think the listeners are illiterate, and the listeners think that I am a horrible older sister. That's the chaos that we're going with with this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just. I merely like to recount to the listeners. Hey, I know that Demi. You know she likes to portray. She likes to occasionally do. Oh, I am so sweet. So I'm just saying. "Mm, Remember when she's calling Jay Z's nose big? Remember when she's saying that? (laughs) Can you stop? That Drake this, this, is not and a, his... this is not an invitation to drag me. I didn't ask for this. I'm a victim. <laughs> Drake, that Drake's lace front is not nice. You just said it's a lace front, though. You just I didn't admitted say it was a lace front. I said that you, you just admitted said it. That his lace front. You just no. admitted it. Baba, Baba Drake. I never. No, don't call him Baba. He's not a Baba. He's not my Baba. No, is he your Baba? God forbid. God forbid. I make sure to respect all my elders my and God. treat him with the seniority that he has earned. My Lord. He has earned my respect. God. Well, it's He's been not lovely. not just my brother and me. No, stop it. <laughs> it's been lovely speaking with you today, Esther. <laughs> so also, lovely. Baba Drake. Stop. No. Nope. 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 No. No. Oh. Just no. <laughs> oh, man. No. I really hope Drake... I really hope Drake listens to this. Well, with that in mind, do you want to do the outro then? <laughs> oh, yeah. Talk to Drake. Yes. Address it to... Address the outro to Drake if you like. <clears throat> Drake. My... My senior. Hmm. You know, in case you wanted to just catch up on the things that we're doing, if you're interested in all things I beg. You can mm-hmm. follow us on social media. We mm-hmm. can be found at I Beg the Podcast. That's A B E G the P O D. Very easy spelling. I know that you know how to do that one. I just spelled it because it sounds nice. You're a rapper. You can respect the, you know, the lyricism, the creativity. <laughs> yes. So, other listeners and Drake. We you know we just want other like listeners you to... and Drake. <laughs> we invite you to engage with us more on Apple Podcasts leave us a review you know say something nice if you have something or nice to say make sure that you're swearing so that it won't be included like
Podcast worked. And if you're on Spotify, leave us a rating. Let us know how we're doing on here. Let us know, you know, if you like the content that we're giving we're giving to you. And with that, you also want to you also need to follow us on Instagram because we post memes and pictures and quotes and inspirational um, messages like things that I say out of context all the time. Very useful. Um, it's been lovely talking to you, Esther. A pleasure, as a, as the Chick Fil A <laughs> people say. Stop. <laughs> and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.